You're listening to Radio Foul. Oh, looks like you guys can hear me already. Wait a second, let's bring this down a bit. Bring me up a bit. Wait, that's the right capture, isn't it? Wait, before we go live, is this right? Yes, it is right. Oh, I've got to bring that up a bit more. There we go. Bring you up a tiny bit more. That should bring me up in there. Oh, that's a little bit loud. Let's bring that down. And let's 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 slide in. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Weekly Wrestling Recap, episode 183. It is the 3rd of June, 2020. Um, tonight, I wanted to talk about racism in wrestling um, from the point of view of a person of colour, for, for a people of colour. Um, also tonight, we're going to talk about um, Nia Jax and a few other things, but the focus of tonight's show is going to be talking about this. Um, I'm also going to be doing some replay this and bits and bobs, but I just really wanted to talk about this. So this is the Weekly Wrestling Recap, episode 183. Racism in wrestling from the POV of a POC. Black lives do matter. I hope that you enjoy the show. I truly hope that you do. See y'all in a second. Now, yes, I'm very aware that I've put this up a little bit too early, but you know it's been it's been a strong it's been a long long day it's been a long long day. Welcome to the weekly wrestling recap, um, episode 183. Thank you so much, everybody, for everyone that's joined. Um, I was in two minds or not as to whether to do this show or not, but I am. So, um, if you want to help support the channel, you can do that in many ways. You can do that by thumbs up in the video, it really helps me in the algorithm. You can also do that by subscribing if you haven't already. Hit the bell notification to be notified of when I is going live. Val goes live every Wednesday for the weekly wrestling recap, and that happens at eight. Um, sorry, sorry, so looking at something else. I've been really distracted today. That happens at five p.m. Eastern, ten p.m. UK time. This episode is also going out on Foul Radio. If you want to come and check out the live recording of this, that happens on youtube.com slash fouloriginalwrestling. Or of course, you can come and check this out in audio on at Radio Foul, which is available on Podbean now and will be available everywhere else. Check out my link tree, linktree slash um, Radio Foul and also Foul Original. There you go. I got all the links in and um, obviously, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. Where are all my buttons? Where are all my things? Uh, where are all my things? There it is. I've, I've moved a bunch of my setup around, so it looks a bit weird. Um, obviously, hit the hit the subscribe button and the bell notification to be notified of when I is going live. Foul goes live every, you know, the drill. And let's just get the chat working. And then let's dive into today's topic, because today's topic is it's one that's very personal to me, um, and I think that a lot of people um, in the chat and stuff, um, and people that I consider friends, um, are going through this as well. And especially within, I guess, the wrestling community, it's uh, it's it's a very it's, it's a very strange thing. Um, I'm hoping I have tech issues like last week. Uh, he hates me late. He wasn't doing doing all the lifting. I try. So the one thing, once we get this chat working, um, it will in a second. I've been having some slight in, um, issues with my computer, but I had to write this out because I've 
obviously I've been doing a lot of the shows recently. They've been very personal to me and I don't want to say something that I would regret and I've said in like the heat of the moment. So I'm writing these down. So I wanted to speak to you all about racism and especially for me, um, I'm not black. I'm of African descent. I'm not black. Now, I don't know the exact struggle, but I there are similar roots. And what I've tried to do is look at racism through the lens of professional wrestling, because I think that it's one of the things that definitely unites us. And it's definitely something which has been, which is, is something that affects us all. Like it truly does. So with that being said, um, number one, and this is the one thing, like I found it really, really hard to kind of articulate what I want to say, um, which is why writing it down was actually really, really helpful. But the main thing that I want to say is this, I'm going to pop this graphic up on the screen. Now, the one thing is, of course, if you actually want to make a change and you want to help, then please go check out blacklivesmatters.card.co because there's a lot of information there, way more than one little place I could send you to. There's loads and that's where I've been looking at for a lot of the information instead of going to anywhere else. And I think that it's probably the best thing. So that's why that is there. So please go there. And the tweet that went out tonight as well is talking about pointing you to documentation and information that helps instead of just like whatever else it is. Um, yeah, Nails, no, thank you. It's it's just really sad. Like it's really sad. And like, I want, so I want to go through this because I feel if we can get through this as a cathartic moment, then it will help. It'll help. So here we go. Um, 2020, right? This has been one of the most testing times for all of humanity. We kicked off the year on the brink of World War III. Then we had the plague of a virus which shut down the world. And then the unspoken truth of race relations in America was revealed. We saw a man being assaulted violently by another man by kneeling on his neck. The man being assaulted was called George Floyd. And after nine after almost nine minutes with a heart-wrenching plea of, I can't breathe, he would die. This was captured on camera and went viral. His attacker, a police officer named Derek Chauvin. This, however, was not something that was new or even surprising for the majority of black Americans who deal with this kind of behavior on a daily basis. This has become the focus of a new movement which is trying to hold the government account to their inaction to the dismantling of a corrupt police force, asking them to change the techniques used against suspects and to break down the belief that being of color is automatically a reason to be detained, beaten, or worse yet, stopped with lethal force. Now, I felt I needed to say all of this before I spoke on tonight's topic because my heart hurts for all of my brothers and sisters who have even a hint of melanin in their skin. We have, we have all in our own way had to fight prejudice and unfair treatment just because of a historic fear or disgust. I don't want to make this about me. Though, because as I've said before, I don't want to be known as the brown content creator. It's not who I am. I'm a citizen of planet Earth like every one of you out there. 
With that being said, I was on the Josh Robinson show earlier this week, and I was able to talk a little about how I felt about this topic. And at the time, I spoke about being jaded to there being a real change. I felt that this was just a hot button issue, and now it would be quickly forgotten sooner than later. I would like to go back a little bit, little bit sorry, and look um, at the way in which black and ethnic wrestlers have been treated in wrestling through the years. Racism has been bubbling under the surface of every industry for so long, and wrestling is not exempt from this in any way. Wrestling is an industry built on eliciting an emotional response from its live audience in attendance and those at home. This has meant that speaking to people's innate fears or hatred is the easiest way to make someone a heel. So hated that people want to see his or her ass beaten by the face wrestler. This is the core of most professional wrestling storylines and has worked from the days of the beginning of pro wrestling all the way through till today. In the 1960s and 70s, this was a Lebanese man, Ed Farhat, who played a character called the Sheik. He would come out to a chorus of boos as he pretended to pray in the ring and spoke in faux Arabic broken sentences. Fast forward to Hulk Hogan defeating the more famous Iron Sheik and the crowd were happy that the American Hogan had beaten the evil and different foreigner. At the height of Hulkamania, his villains were exaggerated and usually offensive caricatures of stereotypes. Junkyard Dog, Papa Shango, and the Ugandan monster Kamala, who were all the worst parts of the minstrel show. And of course, the infamous movement when Roddy moment, sorry, when Roddy Piper appeared in partial blackface before his match against Bad News Brown. The whole of that era saw these kinds of shenanigans all the time. It was just how it was how it was, and meant that a lot of talented wrestlers never got to reach their potential till a lot later. Papa Shango, played by Charles Wright, would become someone much closer to his own persona, the Godfather. But this was only really allowed to play out because it already worked on preconceived and accepted stereotypes of black people as a whole. The most uncomfortable storyline which played on this was between Triple H and Booker T at WrestleMania 19. The storyline walked a fine line between Triple H being his usual smug self and extra crappy by using racially insensitive comments. They brought up Booker T's real-life criminal past to try and paint him in an even more unfavorable light. The infamous You People promo took it across that line. Booker T was getting a massive amount of fan support and they would face off for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 19. The match looked like good guy Booker T would win and defeat the evil Triple H at WrestleMania, as would usually happen. But with a single pedigree and a good 10 seconds of waiting around, Triple H would pin Booker T and retain the title. In short, the black Booker T had in storyline been racially abused and harassed, almost won, but was bested by a much more dominant white Triple H. The whole storyline was tone deaf and it seemed more like capitulation to the status quo than anything else. That was in 2003. It would take 17 years for the first black WWE champion to win at WrestleMania with Kofi Kingston this year. 
sorry, for last year even. But even then, after a great reign, he would be defeated in a matter of seconds by the white Brock Lesnar on the first episode of the new WWE Smackdown on Fox. Was this because Fox didn't believe that the black Kofi Kingston should be the face of their brand? Or was this just a matter of business? We'll never really know. Most recently, Linda Hogan decided to tweet out a particularly insensitive tweet talking about the protests met by a strong message from Tony Khan. And I want to put I want to put that graphic up there because this particular graphic is what kind of got me to the point where I am. And here it is. So this, this is from Linda Hogan, wife, well, former wife of Hulk Hogan, um, noted person now this is this is the tweet that went up and i'm going to read it so it was watching the looting it's all afro americans not sure how robbing and stealing set the record straight but if they want to be heard they need to be civilized that's that's terrible now tony khan responded and said You've now joined your husband in being banned from all AEW shows. Congratulations. Now, that in and of itself is something. Now, Hulk Hogan, of course, was notably still, was notably gone from the WWE after the comments that he made when he used the N-bomb in closed quarters. Now, but... Pertaining to that particular statement, many have pointed to this potentially being more of a corporate statement than a personal one. Many have pointed to Chris Jericho recently responding to a Black Lives Matter tweet with All Lives Matter. Up until recently, I didn't realise what All Lives Matter truly meant. I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I didn't understand. But I did. I educated myself. Now, I know better but also, I truly don't think that Chris Jericho meant it to be interpreted in the way that it was. But then again, Twitter isn't the best place for nuance and is always open for misinterpretation. Plus, if I remember correctly, isn't Tony Khan of Pakistani origin like myself? He's probably had to deal with his fair share of prejudice through the years. I personally applaud that an Asian man is in charge of one of the most powerful wrestling companies in the world. He's living a dream that so many of us wanted to. It shows that there's no ceiling for people like me. Yes, of course he had a pretty good head start with a rich family, but hard work knows no bank balance. Now, I want to say one thing. That wrestling isn't all like this. Teams like the New Day, for example, have managed to ascend above their original gimmick of gospel singers. And now they're just people. They are not defined by being black, but they do celebrate that, which is great. They celebrate the fact that they're black and that means something and that they are inspirational figures for so many out there right now. I would love to go deeper into this topic at some point, but within the format of this show, I don't really think I have time to go into this. Go into issues like Mark Henry and the comments made by P.S. Michael Hayes that led to his 
departure from the company. The infamous Vince McMahon N-bomb on TV where Booker T was involved. I can't go into those. I don't have time. But there's so much, so much of it. As many companies have put out blanket statements in support of the current protests, this is the WWE's this is the WWE statement. I'm going to come back to everything that you guys are saying in the chat because I really want to hear about this from you guys. And this is the, this is the statement from the WWE. WWE supports an inclusive society and condemns racial injustice. We stand beside our black performers, employees and fans around the world and encourage everyone to use their voice to speak out against racism. We offer our sincere condolences to the family of George Floyd and the families of countless others who have lost their lives due to senseless violence. Now, I look at that yeah and how can i believe it how can i believe that statement how can anyone truly believe that statement other than it being a corporate statement i saw the same statement come out from nickelodeon yeah that's not a statement of intent that's capitulation to the status quo if it took 17 years for something to happen there, it's taken a hell of a lot longer in the grand scheme of things, though. It's not that long ago that we had a character like Umaga who didn't speak English at all, and that was his character. I of course urge so many people out there to go and do research for themselves on this particular topic please go to that website yeah the history of the wwe changing history to better suit the narrative that they have put forwards will happen till the end of time that's not something that we can change but something that we can do is we can support when wrestlers come out and speak about this. People like Leo Rush. People like most notably ACH, who I was like, I didn't even understand. And I was like, who cares, mate? You're doing this for attention. And all the other wrestlers at the time all said, and you could see there were so many black wrestlers who came out and said, whoa, don't, don't. Don't rock the boat here. Please don't rock the boat. And when you think about it, don't rock the boat. And that's something that I heard a few wrestlers say. The literal and the, the connective tissue to that phrase, don't rock the boat. I mean, I wouldn't say to someone who whose ancestors had been stolen from a country to then be put into another country on a boat to say, hey, don't rock the boat. That particular phrase in my mind always has a very different intention to it. Now, I want you people to out there that are watching this to celebrate people like Biggie Langston, to celebrate people like Kofi Kingston, to celebrate people like MVP, to celebrate people like Bobby Lashley, to celebrate people like Sasha Banks, to celebrate 
people like Nia Jax, yeah? She's not like most girls. But that doesn't matter. And that's why I didn't even want to do this show tonight. Because I remember thinking, I'm just going to sit here and crap on things. And I thought, no, no. So what I want you to remember is that wrestlers, like any kind of entertainment, the people that are within that, the people that ascend to the top, they are inspirational figures for people like me. There is no real representation for people like me in the WWE other than at maybe one, like right now I'd probably say the Bollywood boys. Yeah, that's the closest that I actually have personally to representation, what I would feel representation within. And they have to had to gimmick themselves up to give them something. This is a much, much, much larger issue. Like this really is. But what I want to say is, and I didn't want to bring them to light, and I'm not going to because I don't want this show to be about that. I want it always to be as positive as it can. But I leave you with the fact that a company which only recently, only very, very, very recently has put a championship on a black man only very recently. Now, apparently, they are sitting in solidarity with us. Mm. I'll believe it when I see it. And I do not want to speak like the jaded old man that's seen it all before. But from my personal point of view, if you've listened to the wall of this and you guys have seen it, I've had someone come into my chat and say, I'm really sorry, but I'm going to leave a dislike because you're not white. People in the chat saw that for the first time. It was not the first time for me. There's people out there that are dying. There's people out there that are being killed for being different. That's bullshit. We don't need this to happen in wrestling. And I don't feel that it's appropriate where people aren't able to speak out about it. I was going to speak about a very particular company that were doing stuff like that recently, but I just, I couldn't, I, I, I didn't, I, I don't want to. Like, this is the time when, like, things are so at a powder keg of an explosion. I don't, I don't want this to be a war about race. This is not a war about race. This is a war about sense decency and like just common decency. This is a war about logic and it isn't even a war. This should be a peaceful protest. And that's all really I've got to say about it. Like I I got so much more to say, but it's exhausting and I've already done it for 30 odd years. So, you know, that's why you'll find people like me in this. We're not, we're not objecting to any kind of protesting yet. We're not objecting to, to like, we don't care. We do care. And the one thing I've said to everyone is we do care. So why the hell aren't you asking us? There's a whole, the irony of this whole situation is 
even the Black Lives Matter like movement has been culturally appropriated. Isn't that ironic? Like, isn't that absolutely deliciously ironic? But with that all being said, and God, I wrote most of that down because otherwise that could have been a legal nightmare. Let's go to the chat and thank you so much for just uh, letting me get that out. So um, let's let's go into let's let's go into the chat and thank you so much, folks. Um, so welcome to uh, Jeff Watson. Um, welcome to Insiders Wrestling Podcast. Um, welcome to uh, yeah to loads of folks. Hey guys. So um, um, hey Nails and Jeff. Um, Kofi Mania forever. The Brock squash was the moment I stopped watching WWE. Jeff Watson. Afro Americans. That terminology shows a complete ignorance. Indeed. Um, I'm not seeing these imaginary videos she's been watching. Indeed. Um, Conrad, um, Conrad agrees. Um, Conrad says he is biracial and celebrates being black, and you should do. Um, Jeff Watson, I have three little biracial kids, and I'm happy to hear that. I'm doing my best to teach them to be proud of their heritage. Exactly. Um, and uh, WrestleMania, I feel like I'm seeing two sets of all lives matter people, the absolute racist idiots and the ones who don't get it. They're not racist, but they're also not being anti-racist, so they're ignorant. And that's a bit of a problem here. It's how do you change hearts and minds um and i don't think we're changing hearts a lot around here because i think everyone's naturally decent i think we just have to change minds um i just and jeff watson i just fear having to teach um them things my father and grandfather taught me and exactly it's like my i've had relatives say to me before whatever happens whatever you do or however you sound you're always gonna be asian at the end of the day and i remember saying that like well it doesn't matter because i do xyz because i don't speak like you and i said no it doesn't matter because when you walk down the street that's what you are um and uh, 1921 the black wall street massacre in tulsa oklahoma mm-hmm Look into the prison industrial complex and the disproportionate imprisonment of black and brown people research Cointel Pro and the LA. I mean, if we went deep into this and maybe this is something that foul radio works for now, maybe this is why that can exist. And I would love to have that conversation. But the the historic treatment of black people in America um, by the government has always been one of resentment, like always you just need to look through just general history and look into experimentation that was been run out there. And I don't want this to become that, but that's what happens when a system is broken to begin with, you know, people take advantage of it and there's no one there to help. Um, and the crack epidemic, yeah, looking to the 1985 police bombing of Philadelphia neighborhood, WWE tweet was met with mostly ridicule. Of course it was because it's like, that's ridiculous. Um, and this matters, though, foul, the issues when the issue is true. I love you, foul, you speak in this on your platform speaks volumes. My eyes watered when Kofi won, and so did mine. Um, agree a thousand percent, and uh, excellent. I was in that chat erecting anger, foul did not. I understand that's because I was shocked to see that, and unfortunately, foul was used to it. And that was the point, that was the point, WrestleMania, and that's what I was trying to say to you. I was like, I've had my moment of anger and outrage, like, I've been outraged, I've been outraged for so long. After a certain amount of time, you make yourself ill with that outrage. You can't be, you have to somehow find the light in it because otherwise that becomes a whole thing and it becomes the stream. And there's been so many times, and Brian's been so many times when I just like, screw you then, and I've just started to do it. And it takes away from the enjoyment of everyone else. And I, I always respect that people come 
to my defense when something like that happens. But a lot of the time, and maybe this is maybe this is an issue within society, within people like myself, but when that tends to happen, you just go, okay, cool, I'm gonna ignore. Because it's a learnt behavior and it's something which is racism in itself. Racism isn't really innate. It's never innate. It is a learnt behavior. But that means that you have to stop someone from teaching someone at their base level to be racist. That's really hard because you have to essentially re-educate a whole generation and then wait for the next generation because this generation will still be. And I think that's what we're seeing. Maybe we are now seeing third generation and they're looking at stuff in a different way. But, and I said this before about um, the way in which the United States deals with social change. It's civil disobedience. And this is civil disobedience. Civil disobedience to the point where it is now a thing. Like, it's going to be a thing. And I don't really want this show to be political. I'm not even in the United States. But I feel and I see and I cry and I see it and I'm just like, why? Why is this? Ha why is this still happening? Not even why is this happening? It's why is this still happening? Yeah. And Will Smith said something the other day and I literally do not agree with him on many things. And Will Smith said, racism isn't getting worse. It's just getting filmed. And I was like, you're so right, man. You are so freaking right. <sighs> but um, but yes, that was 35 minutes of me talking about racism. And so that's that's about the one real time I want to do it. Um, I do feel like this is probably something that can be spoken of at more length at some point. But that's it. And I just want to say that, like, obviously, all of the people out there, people like Josh, people like Queen, people, anyone out there, anyone... I want to say this. I want to say this actually before I move on, yeah, because I think this is really important and I want people to understand this, yeah, is, is this. Please don't be afraid to be, to, to, to like, to help. Please don't be afraid to speak out, yeah. Please don't. Because, yes, I don't like it when people come to my defence in anything like that. But you know what? I would rather have a thousand allies who like who who want to help and are trying to help than a thousand people who don't want to like and to help I always say it's like the best thing you can do to help and I'm going to put it back up on the screen the best thing you can do to help is to go to this website to go to this website and educate yourself on how you can make those changes it might be by donating to a bail fund it might be by donating to a charity yeah it might be by producing some kind of art because you're good at art like or anything yeah it could be anything but just remember one thing and this is the one thing i have to say to everyone is remember this and I, I, I like it's hard to kind of frame it but a lot of times you tend to hear from people not of color of their comparison comparison to your life and it's like 
it's like, oh, well, and I saw one specific thing. It's like the comparison of what I can do compared to what you can do. So if you tell me you can walk down the street without getting an officer to potentially arrest you and it happens to me, that's not what I want to hear. Yeah, because I already know that funnily enough. I already funnily enough know about the white privilege that already exists. So I understand that it's really hard for some people to wrap their head around the fact that I actually know about white privilege. And ironically, in that sense, um, people are white-splaining to us. Please don't white-splain to us. That's one thing I'd less like to say, because that's actually worse um, but other than that, I can say this. I am not in mortal danger of being shot when I walk outside right now, because luckily the British government don't really carry weapons. So thank God for that. Yeah. But out there in the United States, please be careful. If you're going to protest, be aware, film. Yeah. Make sure you are filming everything you are doing make sure make sure you are safe make sure someone knows where you are have an escape plan do not under any circumstances let up your own rights you have rights in that country you have a bill of rights do not let those slip for the sake of comfort because if you guys do of all of the countries in the world, you'll have sent a statement to the rest of the world that this is an acceptable form of behavior. People are dying out there and I don't want any of you guys to. And I wanna give a very specific shout out here to a girl out there who's doing a freaking just insanely great job. And that's Queen of the Ring, um, a Queen of the Ring. She is of Puerto Rican descent, and that's not something I needed to say because that doesn't matter. But she's been out there on the front lines in New York right now on many of those protests, filming, helping and fighting for change. And if there will be more people like her around, I think that that's where the change comes from. And that's kind of it. That's kind of it. I could literally just, maybe I should, maybe I actually should, maybe this episode, and I wasn't sure, maybe this episode should just be this and then nothing else because I've got loads of other stuff happening at the moment and it could be quite easy for me to sit here and start promoting the other stuff. But you know what? Actually, no, I feel like we're going to, I'm going to end this show in, in about five minutes time. And we're going to leave it at that. That's what this show is about today. This show is not going to get anything in any ad revenue. Believe me. Have you seen the thumbnail? Like, I've put like a few hashtags in there, but other than that, I ain't touched it. I'm not here to profiteer on the misery of others. And that's one thing that I've always wanted to say. Later on tonight, of course, I will be doing an AEW watch along, yeah? That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to go on. And that's going to be me being happy and being fun and stuff. And that's going to be that. That's going to be separate. This show, however, 
is more about remembering that you don't want don't when when we look back at this time and this is what you have to remember when we look back at this time there will be some people that sat by and did nothing and in a way i have but and i don't want to keep saying this but I've had to live with this shit for over 30 years anyway. So, you know, boo fucking who me in it. What the fuck do I know? But I have been, and I said this on the Josh Robinson show as well. There was a particular situation. And this this is how I know about the institutionalized racism. Yeah? And also that, when that video that I saw online of um, a black man being handcuffed and then him going, you guys are so stupid. You're so stupid. You're so stupid. Check my IDs. Check somebody. It's supposed to be like an FBI agent or whatever. And then they found out you were something else. But it doesn't really matter. Point of the matter was, dude was sitting there having a cigarette. Police officer comes over and says, what are you up to? And he goes, nothing, officer. And then the officer goes, well, why don't you just... And then he's like, you're arresting me. And he's like, yeah, I am. And it's such a weird, like, awkward conversation because it is a guy with a camera on him. So the police officer is a bit like, well, can't really do anything. But about a year ago, a year and a bit ago, I ended up getting into, like, a scuffle with a bunch of uh, Asian kids, so like Pakistani descent kids. I was on the bus and I got on the bus and to be honest, yeah, part of it was probably my own fault, but I said like they were, they were like playing loud music. I was trying to be on the phone and they were like on the bus and they were just like really loud and obnoxious. And I just went, guys, can you just turn down the music? They didn't like that. It then became a slinging match. And then they, these all these kids got off the bus and waited until I got off the bus and then I wouldn't hit them because I remember saying I was like guys I'm not going to hit you because this is stupid so one of the kids hit me with his ring hand and they all ran off when I said I was going to call the police I didn't want to call the police because I remember just more being more embarrassed about it than anything else and then uh, across the road someone had seen it so they were like oh I'll be a witness I was like great so here I am walking home obviously fouls happening at this time as well so i don't really have time to be beaten up like i need to get home and do stuff anyway then the attack happens i call the police i tell them my name i tell them the rough area that i'm in he doesn't really care like the guy on the other end literally didn't care yet. And I'm like, okay, fine. I get to a certain point in the conversation and I just realize I was like, they don't care. Like they actually don't care. So I'm kind of like, well, I don't really want to do this anymore. And I'm like, you're wasting my time and stuff. And then the guy was like, well, where do you work? And I said, oh, well, I work at this place. Now, the guy who didn't care at all, like at all, you could tell. His, his whole voice and demeanor changed in that one second of my job. And like at the time I was working for the government. So I was working like within IT and stuff. So the job that I had, like he obviously knew that that was like a pretty good job that I couldn't be a regular packy like everybody else. Yeah, I wasn't a regular packy. Yeah, because that's the derogatory term that we get. Yeah, I wasn't a regular one. I must be one of them like one of those classy ones. And the conversation changed, as I said, from we don't care to, oh, my God, can I, how can I help? Yeah, I don't have to be time to beaten up. But exactly. I don't have time to beaten up. I've got stuff to do. But he, the way in which it changed and the funniest part to all of this was 
all of this went on. Because of what had happened, the police then called me back several times, several times on different occasions. And every time they called me back, they said, we're ever so sorry because the way that it happened initially, they didn't take down your details correctly and stuff. And I was like, I know. I know. And the funniest part was like literally like three months later, I every single day I had to get on the bus and see those same kids. And you know what they say to me? Police don't care, do they? They even said it to me when they attacked me. They were like, police ain't going to do nothing because you're a packy and so are we. And I remember them saying that and I was like, no, I'm going to prove this wrong. That was 2018. Yeah, 2019. So again, yeah. And I say it with such disdain and I hate it. But that's it. That's how it is. That That's how it is. Now, when it comes to content creation, yeah, there's a similar situation there as well. If I was white, yeah, if I was actually white, it would be a whole different story. And so I have to fight. I have to work twice as hard. Yeah. Why do you think that I go to all of these lengths to do things to push the format because I'm already working twice as hard as everybody else. I have to. And because I'm already working twice as hard, well, I'm already working twice as hard. I can't just put a video out there with me on screen, yeah, watching stuff. I can, but the majority of the planet are not going to watch that. I have to do other things. I have to evolve. I have to change. That has been my mantra since I was a kid. Since my dad told me when I was younger, whatever happens, you need to have the status. You need to have money because otherwise no one's ever going to listen to you because even I know, yeah, that you're, you're an Asian kid and so you have to work twice as hard. You have to speak in a certain cadence. You have to look a certain way because if you don't, it's it's why there is a whole heap of like people within the black community as well where they talk about how like there's the white version of how they speak and not if you go and watch um sorry to bother you that movie is one of the best critiques and look into it than anything else and then anything else in the world and you have to I stopped being Asian a long time ago and I started being white and a lot of us did that. And it's not something which you're like sad about. It's just part of the world. Now, I don't say that I became white and I lost all my Asian stuff, but that became way more attractive to me than anything else because I related to it more. Because as I said, I'm a citizen of the world. But I don't want anyone to be sad about this this is a good moment this can hopefully be a good moment for the world like it truly can and i really mean that like we're seeing people come together it's happening at the worst time in human history like really but this could lead to a whole new government in the americas this could lead into the actual draining of the swamp this could lead to cultural and civil, like civil, civic changes that we will benefit from and our children's and our children's children will benefit from it till the end of time. Or 
it'll just be another flash in the pan like it is for everything else. And this is why I worry about it. This is why when I see like um, place people like Antifa being, you know, like looked at as a terrorist organization now, like how do you make, ch- and this is the thing, Connor, you say, let's make a change and let's make a change. But like how, I know that this topic is going to be gone by next week. I know it. Like, I know it in my heart and my soul. And I hate it. Like, <coughs> I truly hate it. I truly hate, yeah, that by next week, no one will care. Because it's in the house on Sunday. Because it's backlash next Sunday. Like, I love wrestling and I love the escapism that it gives me. And I love the fact that I have a platform to be able to talk about wrestling with people and that you get to have a laugh with it. But I don't want this to just be another flash in the pan moment in history. We need to remember this moment. This happened here in the UK, essentially, with Brexit. And when it happened, the whole campaign was put upon by really fear of racism, fear of foreigners, xenophobia, and it played upon those fears. And I don't want this to happen to the United States. Like it kind of has in a way, but I will leave you with this one topic. There's one thing actually before I go. And the one thing I wanted to say was, and I truly, truly believe this, if Donald Trump wins again, and I have n- like I am bipartisan to a certain extent. If he wins, that is going to be a revolution. The revolution will happen on that day. We're seeing it happen now. We see. We're literally seeing it happen. Like, and it's going to happen. Because the one thing you can't do when you fired up a whole heap of people to become passionate, passionate about topics, is to tell them what topics they can actually be passionate about. And ironically, in all of the ways that Donald Trump has like, kind of worked towards con- con- like holding on to his tenure and holding on to his power... He's enabled people to critical think to a certain extent. And it's hard then to explain to people, ironically, the fake news angle has meant that ironically now, it's harder to change people's minds because you're telling them that everything is fake. And like, I do, I do worry. I do worry. Like the one thing that I truly don't think will happen is that I don't think a lot of people, I, I don't, and I really hope that it doesn't happen. I've been so proud and I've been, I truly have been proud of the fact that there hasn't been an escalation of violence from protesters. I've been so proud at that, like of anything out there. Cause there are protests happening here in the United Kingdom, but like I'm not going to United Kingdom because again, like you basically going to a place where everyone's just hanging out like the protests are happening in london they're all gonna get covid they are then they're gonna wonder why um but um 
but yeah, let's go. Let's go back to the chat. Actually, let's go to the chat and <clears throat> let's just let's just let's just go for chat. But thank you so much, guys, for for sticking around tonight. For me, just pouring out my heart. Um, let's make a change. Maybe cry, but you maybe determine the changes needed will affect police brutality, schooling, job stability, leadership, and more. So many, so many things that need to change. So many. Can't even, can't even begin think about all the things that would need to change. I mean, and I don't want, this is a wrestling show at its, at its core. Um, I wrote a bunch of stuff about like Bright Side of the Ring and shit. Yeah, but you know what? Thank you. Let's let's leave you with something I actually put in here. I think as is supposed to be when the show, I, I said to someone, um, I was gonna have someone on for guest guest slot on Dynamite, and I still might let her. I'll see. And I just said to them, I was like, I really want to have you guys on tonight, and they were like, That's great. Um, and I said, I'm gonna have to tell you after the show. Um, I said, um. I sent you a DM of something I wrote on Facebook. I saw that. I, I saw when um, I saw I saw what you put out on Twitter as well, and I remember seeing it, and I, like it hurt me. Like it was mean. Like it hurts because I relate. It hurts because I relate, and I don't want to relate. Like I hate that I can relate. I hate. I totally hate that I can relate to the things that you're saying, because makes me sad yeah and like especially with yourself being biracial yeah that's that's such a it's a hard place to be in to begin with yeah and then it's just terrible like it's so i hate it so much but let's 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 show you something that's fun because we've got an and finally and i want to show you that because it's fun and oh my god, this is gonna go out of radio foul and it's gonna be just terrible. I've just realized <laughs> this is the weekly risk. Hey, check out the first week of Radio Foul. And yeah, it's all fun and shit. And then the first <laughs> first week, weekly wrestling recap. Maybe we'll check that out. Just about just about a bit of racist or something. In other news, and finally, um this. So uh, this comes from the Lucha Libra cake shop and it shows the masks that you have to wear if you want to go into the cake shop. So um, you can't wear the Rey Mysterio mask, you got to wear the other mask. But it does say, very, very small writing, if you are a luchador, please ensure you wear both masks, which I think is just, you know, it's just that that is good form. Yeah, that is that is, is good form. It's great form. And that's what you got to do. But, oh, hey, Tom, how you doing? Yes, watch this back. It's just me crying about things. But, um, but yes, tonight I will be doing the AEW Dynamite Watch Along. Please join us for that. There will be, of course, drinks, drink booze. So it will be the Foul, uh, Foul's SOS Watch Along shots on stream. Tonight's tipple is, of course, gin because I'm mother and I'm ruined. And... Um, also, uh, please check out Radio Foul. Radio Foul has launched this week, um, but I didn't feel it would be good form to go around shouting about it on this show. So please go check Radio Foul at Foul, um, Radio Foul 
first episode has gone up and that first episode sorry the first two episodes no three episodes have got up there first episode episode double zero gives you an introduction into what it should all be episode one is the foul breakfast show um episode two is document tuesday episode three is going to be this um and then episode four will be um uh, something else and then something else and something else and then obviously this week of course I'm going to be doing a live watch along for NXT in your house and at some point I'm sure somewhere um, I'm going to be laughing at Radio Fell good and then I'm hoping that at some point today uh, so this week I'll probably do a prediction show somewhere um, and also big shout out to tonight how can I get their graphic? They even sent me their graphic. Oh, shit. Sorry, guys. So um, go check out the Insiders Days podcast. I'm going to be doing an interview on there. Um, and that interview, I'm very, very happy both of those guys had me on. They were really, really do some awesome stuff. Big shout out to Jeff as well, who's been working his socks off and behind the scenes doing that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm also on, Ray, on Josh Robinson's show, Um content creators i'm speaking i was speaking with bob culture from uh rob from bob culture podcast and also queen patricia but queen patricia from um those wrestling girls a great content creator roundtable number one that was really really cool um and i'm definitely quite excited to get on another one of those and um yeah radio file come check out that kind of stuff it's all fun stuff it's not depressing like this but on that note this has been a foul original thanks for watching see you next time oh crap about to spill everything there in the description for this particular video i have stripped all my normal shit out so there is only one link in there and that is the link for of course where you can get more information about everything that is going on how you can help if you actually want to help if you truly want to help here yeah. black lives matters .car.co. There's a whole bunch of there broken down for every part of the world. All the information is up to date pretty much. And I checked it before I went. It's pretty much up to date the whole way through. And please, please, if you can go and help. Um, if you want to go check out the next episode of this and you're listening on Radio Foul, then go to youtube.com slash Foul Original Wrestling. And the next episode will be next Wednesday. Um, and of course, keep an eye out for all the Radio Foul stuff as well. You can follow me on at foul underscore original on twitter and uh, loads of other places as well so uh, well it's foul original other places but yes on that note this has been foul original thanks for watching see you next time and unlike normal i'm not going to put up my big thing that sounded rude i'm not going to put up my big thing i'm going to put just this and leave this as our screen for the end because i feel like again i i didn't feel like i could do a normal show tonight like at all like at, there was no way there was no way so uh but thank you all for joining it's very very appreciated be safe have a great night see y'all later bye follow us on social media at radio foul the lines are open and we're awaiting your call this has been a radio foul broadcast thanks for tuning in and getting on our wavelength